What's up, guys? Welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. As always, I'm Mike Sanders. The beautiful man right there in the dreads is Jonathan Woolley. And today I'm going to make you guys suffer through something that puts me through, that Woolley puts me through at least eh, two to three times a week because he is obsessed with looking at cars for sale that he's not actually going to buy. And he wants to talk me through the process just non damn stop. So today I need, I need everybody's help comment section his own facebook page wherever you want to berate him talk him into buying a corvette i don't care what it is but he needs to reach down into his pants find his little balls and he needs to do some american muscle car badass cool stuff he has yet to do it ever since he you know put a hellcat into a mailbox sorry sorry i know it's a sore subject anyway <laughs> please help my friend find his balls it's very important to me that he finds them so that he can shut the hell up and not bend my ear about buying this Corvette all day long because it's just a C5. Just buy it. Fully introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Where the hell do I go from there? That's kind of the end of the podcast. I, I guess I should go buy it. Um, I mean, yeah, you pretty much said everything. I admittedly have a problem where late at night... <laughs> I guess it could be worse, right? It could be porn. But late at night, I end up going on AutoTrader or Car Gurus and literally just scrolling. I'm like, Acura, no, nothing anymore. Audi, nah, ain't going to do that. And I just go through all the cars. And I'm like, God dang, man, nobody makes anything cool anymore that really gets me lit up. And then every once in a while, I'll find something. And I'm ADD as hell, so I will just zero in on that car and start thinking about it. And I talk to you about it. I talk to Don from Import Alliance about it. I'm sure if he's listening to this, he's laughing because I'm always like, hey, man, what do you think about a whatever? Because it's a different car every week. That's the way it is. I don't know when that happened to me. I used to just be happy with the car that I have. Now I'm happy with the cars that I have, but I want one more. <laughs> I don't know what what happened. Um, but, yes, this week it's a vet, and I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I'm conflicted. I feel like as, as, like, somebody that loves cars, I should have vet ownership experience. The vet is iconic. It's an iconic American sports car. I should get one just to know if it fits, right? Like, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to be like, Oh, my God, why did I not do this 10 or 15 years ago? This is the coolest thing. I love vets. I love vet culture. I'm buying new balances. I'm all about this life, you know? Or or I'm going to get it and be like, can't explain it, but it's just boring. <laughs> like, it's fast, kind of. It's fast and boring because it's just long gear. You know, it's different from the cars that I'm used to that are angry little you know, tuner cars and stuff like that, that are very, very visceral. That is a really good point. Um, I do like American muscle cars, but there, there is, they're great cruisers and they make really good race cars, but something about a smaller displacement, especially turbocharged motor, it is, it's just more fun to drive, man. That type R that I had and that Evo that I have right now, I would rather drive either one of those all day, every day, more than my newer Mustang. It, it's just true. It's just true. Yeah. Overkill is a real thing. Like a hot hatch is very like, whoosh, whoosh. it's like a wave constantly pushing you forward, you know? Um, and like I said, I've never had 
like a domestic V8, but I've driven a lot of them through press cars and stuff like that. And they feel badass. Like there is a definite, you know, whatever, testosterone, ego, puffed up chest boost when you're in a badass car like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that makes them fun in a certain way because they're just kick ass. But you get stuck doing that thing where you pull off a stop sign and you know like it's just that's all that's what those cars are you know they're kind of they're too much too long gears all that kind of stuff um but i'm talking shit about something i've never owned i was like that about the jeep you know i got jeep fever real bad real bad we were in uh me and my wife were in Kauai, hawaii uh 20 i think this was 2012 or something like that. And we ended up renting a Jeep. And like it made the trip so much better because the drive became part of the scenery. We went places we had never been before. We explored. It opened up the whole thing and it planted that seed. I think that was 2012, January 2012. Yeah, that's the last time I cut my hair, actually. Um, but I did not buy a Jeep until the very end of 2015 because I sat on it that long doing what we're doing right now going yeah but i'm not a jeep guy like i i can see myself in like a lifted toyota but i'm not a jeep guy and finally paul firestein was like god damn it Willie, you are 100 percent a jeep guy like i don't know why you're having a hard time with this like the top comes down you know it, it's the biggest aftermarket in the world all this kind of stuff just get one already i'm sick of hearing about it and i was like no okay <laughs> so i went and Got one. And then the second I got one, I realized, man, I'm totally a Jeep guy. I thought they were so common, <clears throat> just like a Corvette's common. It's like the token, you know, American sports car or whatever. And that's a turnoff for a lot of car enthusiasts, I think. We all want something that's different. We all want to be different, you know? But when, like, I got the Jeep or when you got your Mustang, it's the same situation. Every asshole's got a Mustang. Every college girl's got a Mustang. You go anywhere, you pass 30 Mustangs. But then when you get one, like, you're like, oh, I'm part of, like, this, this Jeep culture now. And everything I kind of mocked and didn't understand, all of a sudden, you're like, man, this is like a brotherhood. Like, we're all waving to each other. You see people on the trail. You make friends. Next thing you know, you're Facebook friends for years. Or you help each other if anybody's broken. Like, there's a lot of cool aspects to it. So I kind of want to find out. I really want to find out, like... That's the other thing. Like, I always feel like every car I buy, I have to have it for life. It's not necessarily true. They are sellable items. They're not yeah. tattoos. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I could I could be like, yeah, it's cool. It's not for me. I enjoyed it while I had it and sell it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think that'll happen because I pretty much fall in love with whatever comes my way. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you just got to let it go, man, and, and so that you can have the, you know, free, the funds to move on to the next one. But but let's talk that, about this for a minute. Let's just wait. That therein lies the problem because I have to let something go to get it. But we'll get back to that. Yeah, that's stupid fiesta. Anyway, uh, well let's just look. I like to you know I like numbers. Let's check the boxes here and let's just look at this thing. So you're mostly looking at C5s. So you got pop-up headlights. You love that. You get the God motor. You know. The most reliable, easy to use, easy to work on, easy to get parts for, badass torquey motor out there. <clears throat> you get a manual transmission. It is a true two-door, two-seater sports car. 
Um, the top comes off of most of them, whether it's a Targa or a convertible, it's rear wheel drive. What can you not like about it? And, the, and then the aftermarket is absolutely bonkers for the damn thing. You can literally do anything you want to it. It's the perfect platform. Bye now. <laughs> You're like, hell, I'm going to go buy one. I'm going to go buy one. I know. I'm rub on top of that, like, I love the way the C5 looks. It's very 90s. It's very, you know, rounded in the right places and it flows. It's kind of got a little bit of FD Art 7. DNA to it with mixed with like American muscle sports car. Like there's a lot of good things there that are untapped. You know what I mean? That, that a lot of people don't do in the Corvette world or whatever. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like the other car that I was stuck on and have been for years is like a, a Boxster S or a Cayman S. I think those are cool. And then it kind of hit me. <clears throat> Cars are going to be a bitch to work on. You know, the motor is in the back seat, you know, like, so there's that. It's going to be expensive to work on, you know, and and I kind of already have a cooler one. Like, at the end of the day, you can only drive one car at a time, and I've got an old air cool. So, like, that's... Well, not only that, but, but for our business plan, for our business model, if we're going to get a car that's for the business, we need to be working on it, modifying it. Typically with Porsches, you kind of get it and, like, wheels tires maybe suspension and then you leave it alone that's not good for business you need to get a corvette and go make it gnarly well and that is part of it i'm not i don't think about doing it for business but i do think about who can we reach with this car uh anybody from 12 years old to 100 years old they love a vet it's like a jeep it's like a mustang these cars have massive appeal you know uh a porsche you got a small little niche you know honda's small niche and that's cool in an aspect, but at least Hondas have a crap ton of aftermarket. You know what I mean? Yeah, a modern Porsche like that. What do you What do you really do? And I like to work on my own cars. The vet, you know, the hood comes up. You got plenty of space, and you can go get parts at Napa. Like that ain't happening with the other cars. You're You're exactly right. We're gonna do wheels, brakes, suspension. Maybe a wing if you get rowdy, and then other than that, that's you're it. done. The car's the finished. Vet could, the vet could be very entertaining for me. Like I get excited <laughs> about the idea of going into a area that I've never been in before and seeing kind of what happens. Um, and the fact that there's so much, we could put big twin turbos on that damn thing. And then fun, we'll man. certainly go off the road backwards. <laughs> That's okay. That's the other good thing is C5 vets. You know, you're, you're just looking for a toy, which is why we aren't looking for something newer. The C5 is a great platform, great vehicle, and they're pretty cheap, man. I mean, like they'll they'll continue to go down more as the market gets back to normal again. But like, it's a pretty cheap, amazing car. Like it's still big time bang for the buck. But and I know a lot of you guys are probably listening to this podcast right now going, why the hell am I listening to these two idiots jabber on about a C5 Corvette? Just wait. I just wanted to put you guys through what I go through all the time. Like, this is a constant thing with Wooly. He wanted an R32 Skyline, and then it was a Nissan 300Z, and then it was anything with a rotary. And it's always something, and we always just take it, and we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, and it's always me trying to push him over the ledge to make the purchase. Just do it, man. Just sell your Fiesta. Just just sell the damn Fiesta, and he won't do it. So what's really going to happen here is – He's going to keep the Fiesta forever, the little red Skittle from hell. 
and he's never going to buy anything cooler. That's just what it is. That's what's going to happen hey, here. In my defense, though, I've got an awesome lineup for Wooly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, all right, let's run through them. I got a 79-911, which I, I was on that before the values went up. So I'm married to that car because if I sell it, you're not going to get another one. So that's it. That's staying and it'll always stay. Um, the CRX, totally rad. And it's been my car for so long that I, I'm not going to sell that car. Plus, there is nothing. No, don't time me out. There's nothing. That's nothing, not even your car anymore. Yeah, well, that's potentially true. Jason, I want my car back. Um, and he's going to be like, come get it. And I can't because I don't have a truck, which is what <laughs> I mean. But um. But yeah, no, I mean, Hondas, I think that Honda hatchbacks that are swapped from the golden era give you like a ah, a driving sensation that you can't get in any damn other car, no matter how much you spend. They are so uniquely cool, and it's what I was born and bred on, and I love that stuff. So that stays. Uh, I got the old F-150 that slammed, but that was my wife's grandfather's truck, so that mm -hmm. stays. Um, the 944, I just put so much work into it that I'm never going to sell that thing. Um, what else we got? The Jeep. I always got to have a Jeep now. The rest of my life, I'm going to have some sort of Jeep. And then we come to the, well, the E34 BMW, 55 Chevy, Dart. Those things are barely cars. They're kind of flower pots. Um, but, but, um, but then you come to the Fiesta, and that's the one that kind of has to go for space reasons. I mean, a C5 is cheap enough. I almost don't, I don't really have to sell it to get something other than I'm going to be the dude with a vet sitting on jack stands in my front yard. But um, yeah. And that's the thing. The Fiesta, it gets no respect. Mm -hmm. It's called a freaking Fiesta. You feel lame even saying it, but it is like the most fun car. It is like everything that was cool about Honda hatchbacks in the nineties, but it's new. And it was super affordable and it's super fun. And it, it, it'll it go down as one of the greatest cars that just never got the respect of the scene. Although all the people that know, know, all the journalists were all about yeah. that car and everything. Um, uh, the, the, the big the big thing there is I think that right now with the Fiesta, you're never going to get more money than what you can get for it right now, simply because of the stupidity of the market. At the same time, I think that in the future, that car is extremely replaceable like very replaceable. I won't do it. You'll just go on. You know, I actually blame the automotive industry for this. Now that I think about it, when you were just talking, I blame all of them because half the reason I'm getting drawn to something like a C5 <laughs> or C6, C6 is on the table. Um, that is, that was kind of like the peak. You know what I mean? Like a C6, like Z06 or Grand Sport is kind of like, in my opinion, the the most Corvette that the Corvette modern Corvettes ever got. Yeah. And uh, and the whole automotive industry is getting weenier and weenier and softer and softer. And the manual transmission era in Corvettes is over, and it makes me sick to my stomach. So and and it's, and the, that's happening across the board. So I'm getting drawn to these cars for it's kind of like a nostalgia thing, and it's also kind of like a Man, I want to own what that I want to own that part of automotive culture before it's gone. You know what I mean? Before it's too far gone. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big driving force of it. 
and and the fiesta is totally rad but you're right that's still on the table for a while you know what i mean like and i have other cars that do what the fiesta does don't have yeah a, a domestic modern muscle slash sports car like a vet yeah true and and man when you said it it, it gave me all the feels again because for the last like two years i've been on a big kick like you except for it's for the the c6 grand sport I always like cars that are like maybe not quite the pinnacle, the best of the best ever made. Like in my opinion, I think the C6 Grand Sport is better than the C6 Z06. I, I mean, it's it's really similar in terms of what the car actually is, but it's got target tops, man. It has the target top. And I don't want a full-on race car. I want something I can just enjoy the hell out of and cruise with the freaking top off and you can't do that with the z06 yeah it's all about it's about what you're looking for if you want to make a race car and you're willing to throw race car money at the thing to keep it you know they yeah the z06 is what you need but if you want one hell of a driving experience with more options you know like and the target top and all of that dude like a grand sport's about the best it ever got in my opinion I saw one today, though, and here's the problem. <clears throat> Me and my buddy were riding mountain bikes at, like, a state park, and we got back, and there's these two fashionable YouTube-looking douchebags, and uh, they had, I didn't know that at the time I wasn't judging them on their looks and their stupid jeans alone and their puffy hair, but, <laughs> like, I came down the hill coming back to the car, and I saw a black Grand Sport, and, and I, I, I could tell immediately it was the Grand Sport because they were pulling the top off. And so I stopped and I was like, man, you guys are not making my life any easier. I get a new car every week that I want really bad. And this week it's this. And here you are taking the top off. And they looked at me like I was speaking a different language. <laughs> like they just were, I, they were, they were not sociable people. And, uh, and, that, and then that hit me. Like I was talking to my buddy and I was like, you see, if that was an EG Civic or if that was a Fiesta ST or a 944 or any other car, they'd have turned around, their tail would have been wagging, and we would have talked about their car. They'd be like, dude, thanks, man, and I got this thing, blah, 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 and then I've done this and this. Those guys were just like, Ugh. because they just went and bought a fast car, and that's what the Corvette is. It's a douchebaggery car because it's an out-the-box fast car. But do I stay away from the Corvette because of people like that that just, you know, it's the same thing with a Mustang. You never know whether you should wave it at a guy in a Mustang because he could give a shit less or else he could be a car guy. You just don't know. Um, but that's also kind of appealing because then you get a vet, you know, and, and you can kind of do it up your own way and be kind of rowdy with it, but not in the typical, you know, I want to be the fastest guy in town type of way. <laughs> kind of like put some style in it, you know? So, so that, there's a good point there, and I think you're looking a little bit too far into the community because you're so deep into the Jeep community where you guys give each other a little bro wave and everything, you know, every time you pass each other, it's stupid. Anyway, um, a lot of Mustang guys are like that too. I am not. Before I bought that car, I really didn't like Mustangs at all. I was not a, a Mustang guy. I wasn't really, eh, I mean, muscle cars had kind of come and gone with me. I, I, was, I was full into the Japanese stuff. 
Um, and then, you know, Ford gave us the, the EcoBoost Mustang and then the GT to, to try out when the S550 came out. And I kind of fell in love with the car. Here's the thing. I don't really like the Mustang community and all the other Mustangs that are around me and all the Mustang guys. I just like mine because I built it the way that I want it. And I think it's badass. And I did an awesome job with it. And most other people's kind of sucks. There's some good ones out there, but like, I don't really care that much. It's just kind of the way I feel about it. I don't care as much about the community as you do. Yeah. See, that's always, dude, like the, what's the word? The personality of a car <laughs> or the stigma? I know stigma is <laughs> negative, but whatever that, you know, that energy around a car is always like a huge, huge factor to me. Um I don't know. And 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 also like the era of cars, you know, like the 944 to me, like I get so I love driving that thing in a weird way as much as the 911. I don't know, because it's just got vibes. I just feel the 80s vibes even more than the 911. Um, so that's always a huge motivator to me, like what a car says about you. And I shouldn't care about this, like as as people that screw with cars, we shouldn't like rule number one is you don't care. You buy what you want. Don't care what people think. But like what a car says about you is always crucially important to me. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But I, I want the car to represent what I'm trying to kind of do with it or say or whatever. But I don't I mean, know. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, that's why we modify cars. You know, like Honda Civics and Accords from the 90s when we were growing up and first modifying cars. Those things were not cool. And basically right. said, my mom works at a bank and she gave me her car when I turned 16. Like there was nothing cool about that. Yeah. But you modify it and you make it yours. You build it the way that you see it. So I, you know that. I do think that we as a community expect too much from mm -hmm. new cars now because we were talking about that. That's absolutely right. A Civic of the 90s or, or an integrity whatever it was like they weren't like turnkey badass cars they were blank canvases at best you know like a lot all the hondas needed motor swaps you know what i mean like these things were not cool but they had really good bones and they had this magical formula where you're just you lower it and put wheels on it and tint the windows of like a you know 95 civic coupe and you're like dang you know, this thing looks cool. And and we expect too much now. Whenever, you know, a company does make a car that we like, like a Toyota or whatever, like it's the enthusiasts that beg for it. And then it's the enthusiasts that turn their back and go, oh, you know, the thing only makes 200 horsepower. Get the hell out of here. It's front wheel drive. What? You know, and, and we just bitch about everything rather than taking it and making it what we want it to be. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is the value. You know, which we also talked about that the value used to be there. The value for a $16,000 Civic, like that was doable. You know, like in the late 90s, you're like, dude, this thing's $16,000. I can afford it. And then I can start doing what I want. Now, imagine being, I mean, an 8.6 is geared towards a college age person. <laughs> I saw one for sale yesterday, 37 grand. Like yeah. it's like, it's it, the values, it, it, the car is awesome. It's hard to justify the price. I mean, that's a lot of money for something for, a, you know, a, a younger person that then has to go in there and start trying to modify and make cool. 
And now they got a bunch of other bills that we didn't have when we were kids. You know what I mean? Stupid. Their whole yeah. life is a goddamn subscription, you know, and Apple pays and all this crap. Their phone's just charging them money every time they hit it, you know, and, and their phone. They got to pay for their phone. We didn't have all that stuff. We had a pager. You know? yeah. Life's <laughs> expensive and, and inflation is real. And you can see it in the price of cars. I know. And that's the problem. Like inflation is real, but <clears throat> the, the, mentally the value is not it doesn't, it takes a lot longer to change. So you're looking at these things going, I want that, but dang, mm -hmm. the price of a 8.6, you can have a mm, Z06 or a Grand Sport <laughs> C6 Corvette, you know, like. Yeah, I'll take a C6 Grand Sport any day over an 8.6, sorry. <laughs> and that's the thing, the 8.6 is an amazing car at $24,000. <laughs> Yeah, if it were priced accordingly. But the problem is the dollar is just not worth what it was anymore. So $24,000 is not the same value as what it was 10, 15 years ago. The Miata Club, it was the, the RF that we had a few weeks ago, was an amazing car. Like, it captured my heart, which is rare in newer cars. It was all there, man. It felt, every sense was, like, you know, awakened. It felt good. It felt real. And then you're like, how much is, holy shit, this is like a $39,000 Miata, like, damn, you know, it's just, yeah. it, 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 I, I can't reason with these values, which is just another reason that I go back to something like a C5, like that car won't ever, C5, C6, they won't ever die, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, like, you gotta drive them off a cliff, but other than that, these things will live forever, there's so much aftermarket, there's so, you can work on the thing in your garage, it really is, the ultimate American sports car. Yeah. And I should just freaking get one. And I should not sell the Fiesta yet until <clears> after <throat> I bet and chill out a little bit. Yeah. Tell you what, you go get a C5, I'm going to go get a C6. Let's just get it done. Do you actually do it? Yeah. So we're going to turn into Corvette boys. No, I'm just going to be a guy <laughs> who owns a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, like it, the Mustang, for example, was never S3 Magazine's fan base or subscriber's favorite car. But the Mustang brought tons of like tiktok -y people, viewers, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. to know who we were. Because like just it's like we said, the masses out there love those cars. So... Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you can use a car like a Mustang or a Corvette and reach out to those dudes and then bring them into the car scene, you know what I mean? It's a good tool for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a conversation piece. Everybody can relate to a Corvette. Everybody knows somebody that has a Corvette. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of got, you know, it's funny because Corvette has different stigmas you know you were talking about stigmas from the drivers from different cars and stuff like that and it's funny how corvette so many people own them that it has multiple different stigmas for it the first one that comes to everybody's mind is an old gray-haired white man with jean shorts and new balances and white socks that are up to his knees and you know just out there cruising 10 miles an hour under the speed limit enjoying his corvette you know joe biden driving around is basically what everybody thinks of yeah. Uh, but then you've also got, you know, the the, the TikToky YouTubers who are who are out there just buying fast cars because they're Corvettes and they're fast. 
you know? And so it's, it's funny how they have multiple different group stigmas that go with that one platform of car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna, this is one of those, those itches that's not going away until you get one. And ultimately I'll be like, God damn it, Mike, why didn't you make me get one when they were like 15 grand? <laughs> you know, like, yep. it's going to go up and up and up. Um, mm-hmm. And I really do think, I honestly think that when you're talking about the modern era Corvettes, you know, like whatever, let's just say 80s through current or or whatever, you know, like not the vintage ones. I think they're going to be the ones, man. You know, like the newer stuff is cool, but to me, a C7, it got so big. It looks like you're driving a transformer that's about to transform, like it's about to just do something. And then the C8, cool, but expensive as hell and automatic, which I would rather love the mid-engine and then hate the automatic. So they kind of don't, I don't think I'll, that car will ever really appeal to me. Yeah, I would rather mainline Drano than drive a uh, automatic Corvette. So like any automatic sports car. I'm on the Z Facebook page and I had to get on there the other day and go, guys, 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 uh, please listen. Automatics are lame. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they're like, they're doing the trying to justify this thing. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Just buy a Titan. Because that's what you're buying if you buy an automatic Z. Just I don't understand. I don't understand the, the who buys an automatic sports car. That's forever lost on me. It makes me. I, that's the reason I can't go on the Mustang Facebook pages anymore. I tried to, but so many cool guys who have cool builds, they're all freaking automatic transmissions. Like every single one of them, twin turbo Helion kit, Vortex supercharger. A ton of nitrous, automatic, automatic, automatic. Oh, it's a 10 speed. Who cares? Yeah, why Why do you want it? Like, I don't care how many speeds it has. I just, well, because it's faster. Unless you're drag racing, you're missing the freaking point. And yeah. I don't really understand the point of drag racing, if we're being honest. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're missing the entire point. Like, at, what? whatever. All right. This accomplished nothing. See, guys, this is what I'm dealing with constantly. He, I, I, I'll make you a bet right now. I guarantee I buy a bet before Willie does. And I don't even have the bug, but I will buy one before he does. Out of spite. Hey, that's how you got your Mustang. Kind of. I mean, is remember, it? I called and I said, hey, Aikens has got 0% financing for 72 months. And they're selling Mustang GTs for like 28 grand. If you don't go sack up and buy one, I'm going to go buy one and I'm going to build it in the magazine and get superchargers and all that. You're like, I'm going to head over there and see what's up. I and then I ended it. up with a Fiesta some freaking how. And you got a Mustang GT. I just remember that, that was a day where I inconvenienced and pissed off everybody because I ended up calling you and being like, all right, well, I bought it. I need you to come get me so we can get this and my truck back to my house. And then I got home and I didn't tell my wife about it. So we pull up in this brand new red Mustang and she's like, oh, did Ford give you guys another press car? They just gave you a Mustang. And I'm like, no, that's that one's ours. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now that's her favorite car, though. It is. She won't let me sell it. I tried to sell it. She wouldn't let me. See, see, guys, the Evo. Nah, she's OK with that. The Type R, she didn't have much love for, right? 
Uh, and then and then the Mustang gets her all hot and bothered. Oh man, you have no idea. <laughs> that is that is yeah, it really does. It really does. I don't know why, but muscular throaty cars like that do do certain things to certain women. That's all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I guess you guys can digest that a little bit. And uh Something tells me a fiesta doesn't do much. No. <laughs> anyway, thanks guys for listening. Um, uh, you know, like Mike said at the beginning, I don't know. Throw a comment here or freaking message me on Facebook or uh, whatever. I need to know. Uh, peer pressure is good in a situation like this. I need it. I need See, to know. This, this is like a test where he already knows the answer, but for some reason he just will not bubble in C. So we have to force his hand. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> round it up. Force him to do it. <clears throat> All right. And while you're at it, please get our freaking app. Damn it. It's um, it's on Android. It's on Apple. It's called S3 Magazine. It's right, it's right there, and it's free. You can have it right now. And all this crap, plus all the articles, is all on there. Plus rad features. True. So if I get the vet, that's where you can find out about it. Yep, yep, that's where you will not be reading about a Corvette for a very long time, guys. <laughs> anyway, we love you. Have a good night. <laughs>